What is up, everybody? This is Ryan here for the Scale Up Show. This one you're not going to want to miss. Okay, we have AI that can be leveraged in a revenue growth function by building rapport through customized gift giving. Okay, so Robbie Gupta is the CEO and founder. You are not going to want to miss this. You get in deep into AI and how it can integrate and help you build relationships and some of the cool things that are happening. And when we took this, especially when we recorded this, it was right around when ChatGPT was launched. So really, really interesting episode. The leading edge tech that we talk about, you're not going to miss it. Check it out. How do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions, and this show is the answer. Welcome, everybody, to the Scale Up Show. This is your host, Ryan Staley, and I have a very special guest with me today. I have Robbie Gupta, who is the co-founder and CEO of EvaBot, which is an AI-based corporate gifting platform that makes it super easy for businesses to send highly personalized gifts, leveraging AI. Uh, this is not his first startup. So before Eva bought, Robbie was also co-founder of iCouch app, which is an Indian-based TV show recommendation and social engagement app that had over 2 million monthly active users. Uh, made the jump from India to over to Silicon Valley in 2017, which inspired his new startup, new-ish startup, I should say, because it's over four years old, right? Uh, Eva bought. So Robbie, welcome, man. Happy to have you on the show. Thanks, Ryan. I'm super excited to be on the show. Yeah, I was I was blown away with uh, some of the things you were telling me in the pre-show. So uh, can't wait to get into it. But before we get too deep into your story, your solution, let's do a real quick revenue rundown. So everybody has some context in terms of where you're at in terms of the stage of your journey. So where are you at in terms of your ARR range? Uh, so because uh, our business is more of usage revenue, uh, subscription is, is is a part of it, but we rely heavily on the usage revenue. Um, and we are a big believer um, of usage revenue. The more you use, the more you pay. Um, you know, so um, uh, the ARR is not the right number for us. But, you know, um, for example, when we raised our Series A, we were um, earlier this year, we were close to like um, around $4 million in Total awesome. revenue for that year range, yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. What's your primary like revenue growth go to market strategy then? So, our primary go to market is um, we are heavily product led. So you know, um, you know, if you want to see what we do, we'll basically help you experience it by first of all you experience Eva by getting a gift for yourself, and then in the process we get to know you. Uh, as a potential customer uh, and you know we have your psychographic profile as well because eva is chatting with you so we use we then leverage that information to build better relationship with you and then we heavily use our product to sell into enterprises oh nice nice love that so meta you got the plg side and then you heavily use your product to sell into the enterprise so love that yeah so what's your team size right now we are, we are around 50 people okay Excellent. Yeah. And and then real quick, can you give us a, a two to three sentence like summary on exactly what your solution does, which I know might be hard because there's a lot there, but uh, yeah. yeah, just like a two to three, three sentence solution or answer. I should say. Yeah. So because uh, we are talking today, which means, you know, um, after raising series A, we wanted to build a product that is much closer to our vision of helping businesses build better repo and relationships with clients. Um, 
uh, we started with gifting because that was like one step towards what we wanted to achieve. And, you know, while solving for gifting, we were able to solve a lot of hard problems like, you know, logistics, algorithm, writing algorithm that could uh, automate gift giving. Um, so uh, today, you know, what we are building is basically helping businesses build rapport with their customers uh, using AI. Uh, and then, of course, we can deep dive later and, and tell you exactly what it is. Okay, excellent, ma'am. And and then are you bootstrapped or funded? We are funded. We raised our Series A earlier this year. Okay, congrats, man. Congrats. So Thanks. let's let's uh, keep moving forward. So a lot to talk about. I know you gave me a, a real good understanding of kind of where you're at and what you're doing. You know, so how did you decide to create this solution, right? Like it's real, real interesting, I think, that you moved to a different country. You wanted to create a new startup. Like, what was the Apple phone on the head moment where you're like, this is something I have to do. This is something we have to create. Like, how did that all come about? Yeah. So as I told you, like, uh, because um, uh, we first moved to Silicon Valley from India and at that time we were just visiting, but we loved this place so much that we wanted to build our new startup from here. Um, and so the biggest challenge we were facing at that time was, of course, we were trying multiple ideas, you know, see what would stick. Um, most of them were around the videos and like video sharing that we did previously in our previous startup. But while doing all of this, we realized that our biggest disadvantage in this new place was uh, relationships, right? Most of the people actually came from either existing companies or like very hot startups or they have studied at Stanford and Harvard. So they had that network and the pedigree to, to kind of quickly build a team and, and raise money. We didn't have all of that, right? So so for us, the time was a was very challenged because, you know, we had limited funds. So we knew that we could only survive for like six, seven months in Silicon Valley. Uh, the time and relationships. So we were like, okay, how do we solve this problem of building relationships quickly? Because that is like the hardest thing to do. And that, you know, gave us the idea of, okay, can we do gifting with people we are meeting? And then, okay, but how do I gift someone without knowing what they would like, right? And then this whole thing of, okay, can I use a chatbot to to get to know them? And using chatbot, the advantage is uh, it can be quick. It can be scalable. I can do this with one, 10 or 100 people. Um so that was the original idea that, okay, we can probably use chatbot to chat with people, build trust, collect their information, and then send them something that is more personalized to their taste. And then we started with that and then started growing. And and then like today we are at a stage where we can actually fulfill our larger vision. Okay, excellent. So what's the larger vision then? So the larger vision, as I said, like uh, we started with gifts because we had to start somewhere and gift was gift looked like a very great uh, way to begin because what we understood that we believe others didn't was gift is actually the hook. Gift is not the real product. Uh, so if you say someone that, if you tell someone that, hey, you know, I actually want to send you a gift, but I want it to be personalized, right? So can you chat with Eva? Now at that moment, you're chatting with Eva, you're giving your information because you expect something very personalized to come your way. And because it's a surprise, you are not selecting your own gift. It also creates like um, serendipity, right? And expectations and all of that. So 
so while doing that, we realized that people are chatting with you, are giving their information, information like, you know, what you like to eat, what are you allergic to any food? You know, do you have pets or kids at home? What are, what are your kids like ages and all of that? And and your address and everything, right? So you were trusting Eva with all this information because you're expecting to get a very personalized gift, right? And of course, you have to fulfill that promise. So we send you a very nice gift based on this information. And now the, the larger vision is because it's not a form, it's not a database, it's actually uh, an intelligent system, an AI that is collecting your information what we realized was after doing this with 200,000 people, by the way, we realized that all this information can actually be used to then help our clients build better relationships or rapport with their clients, right? Uh, uh, and I was giving you some examples. For example, if I know in the in the process, we also capture things like, say you love Mexican food and you're allergic to fish, right? Now, if your deal is, if you're the you're my primary stakeholder in a deal, and and that deal is stuck at say fine before final stage, Eva can now recommend uh, me saying that hey Ryan loves Mexican food, would you like to send him a lunch, right? Um, and I recommend doing this to move the deal forward or something, right? Uh, and if I say yes, and that's it. Now at the back end, we have all the intelligence to actually send you the perfect lunch. We know where you live. We know you know, the restaurants nearby, we can actually use Uber Eats to send you a very amazing surprise lunch. Now, the reactions we get when people get these kind of lunches or any kind of experience, suppose I know that you love wine, I can actually send you on a wine tour using Airbnb, right? So the first gift was just the Trojan horse to get this information. And once I have this information, I can do amazing things uh, utilizing this data. Uh, not just physical action, I can actually just send you an email saying, hey, you love, you know, Golden State Warriors, they just won a tournament, you know, uh, send a very personalized email to this person, right? So you could do all of that um, using AI. And that is what we are trying to build, which will eventually help, um, you know, we are first building this for salespeople, you know, helping them uh, uh, with larger sales cycle, right? Like we can help uh, unresponsive clients to respond. <laughs> we can help you see how quickly you're closing a deal because of all these nudges that we offer. Uh, so the first product is actually helping sales team close faster um, and and see in real time where the deal is stuck and what can we do. Excellent, man. Well, a lot to unpack. There's uh, some really cool things, uh, and like like I've said to you, this is near and dear to my heart because I've I've lived through this from a personal perspective and a leadership perspective. So I've seen this at multiple levels and the positive impact that that hitting hitting that that sweet spot of uh, what someone's passionate about can can really do for a deal. So in light of that, I guess, like from your perspective with the questions, right, because like I'm sure there's a delicate balance. You don't want to like pepper them to death with questions. Right. So like what's the <laughs> yep. sweet spot with like the AI chatbot in terms of like the number of questions and, and what kind of questions do you think are most like eye opening uh, that that people respond to. Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, and and in a way, we keep on experimenting with this, right? So the first idea was that um, uh, when you send the first gift and you're you're asking people to chat, um, as soon as they start chatting, 
they know the context they know that oh you know eva is chatting with me so that can give me a perfect gift right um then we started adding more and more questions to the same chat flow and people still filled everything because as you move along you know the anticipation and the excitement is is increasing but we still try to limit it to five or six questions related to preferences uh, and one question can collect more data right so one question can have multiple choice one question can have you know select something uh, so we try to mix and match styles of the question uh, some questions are open ended right like for example you can type your favorite quiz in or sports team or something like that uh, and then we also started doing a lot of things to make it easy for people to do it right so for example having an autofill uh, when you when you have to type something right like say your favorite quiz in we can just autofill or uh suggest while you are typing right you know what cuisine like so that way we start collecting more and more data uh and then sometimes what we are we will also do is break it up right for example even if you skip some of the answers for the first time now even knows that um the second nudge is is going to be a lunch which is very important because there's a say million dollar deal and you want to have a very nice high touch experience right Uh, and we are missing information on lunch now i can send the client a second chat link and at that point the chances of that person filling it up is even higher because they already know what happened when they filled it the first time right so they're like oh i got a nice gift the first time this time what i'm going to get right um maybe we'll send you a ticket to your favorite sports team match when they play near your house right uh, so 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 it's a combination of the anticipation and the trust you build um that we have kind of perfected the art of you know when people are expecting something send them something very cool and then they'll trust you more and they'll give you more data because they are anticipating something more right so so that's how we have designed the system that's awesome so what's the sweet spot you're finding with like the number of touches then for like an enterprise deal that have you kind of aligned it with the sales process or um or do you align it more with like signals of like like you're saying speed like all right this is behind the trend of average sales cycle length so here's the trigger point here kind of like how do what's your thoughts on that because firstly we build this internally for ourselves right so we have been testing the system internally for like na- last 6 to 8 months uh for even for now uh, the for customers it's still the gifting solution and we are now proposing this solution it's going to go live by third week of jan um in beta with some customers um Uh, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still oh, here. Okay, yeah. Uh, I saw your face got blurred, but anyways. Oh, okay. So, so to answer your question, um, yeah. So to to answer your question, um, uh, we don't have the perfect answer right now because um, the only data we have seen is our own data. Uh, mm-hmm. So there are a lot of anecdotal evidence that so we were able to crack into like. three of the fortune 50 companies using this technique within the last 6 months which looks pretty cool like pretty impressive right um, and all these are like very large companies with multiple stakeholders um, but because the way we use this product to build rapport and different people built it like i built with some clients my other co-founder built it and then there there are cs and account executives who built it with different team members right So they all build their own repo with different um, stakeholders. 
and we use different techniques and, and it, it worked really well. So right now we have that anecdotal evidence. We cannot say that, oh, if we didn't do this, how long we would have taken to, to close these deals that we would know once we start doing more pilots with other customers. Right. Yeah. You need more data on your belt. Okay. Uh, that makes typically sense. for our deals to answer your question, uh, we had done at least three to four different nudges. Okay. Including the gift and then lunch and then some very personalized email. Love that. So I guess like to look at things, cause this is a really unique solution. I love it. What, what would you say is your single biggest challenge with growing right now that, that you're running into? So just like any company or any product, right? Um, there's always a challenge of balancing your existing customers, your existing product. And then, um, you know, people will always have a defined mindset, right? People will always think of you as a gifting solution in their minds. So to change that mindset, you have to completely switch the story, right? So so that is why for us, the challenge was, first of all, to, to do this internally for six to seven months, uh, test it out if it works then create a solution that looks different than the existing solution so that people put you out of this bucket of another gifting solution, right? Um, so that has been challenging. So the way we are trying to solve this is, you know, completely switching uh, the product and the journey and the way we pitch the product, everything. So going forward, we will not even call gifts as gifts. They, are, they will be just like any nudge. So it's the first nudge which is a physical gift, but everything else is a is a nudge, whether digital or physical, whatever it is. So that is how we are trying to kind of solve this uh, challenge. With gifting, of course, the challenges have been many, including you know the current market conditions. So uh, you would cut off, uh, or say if you if you slowed down hiring, then of course because we are dependent on usage revenue, our usage revenue will will fall. We were very heavy into mortgages and real estate now. Because the mortgage volume is going down, uh, again, the usage revenue goes down. So so those challenges we were, we were facing anyway, but we knew that we had to switch to enterprise and, and the larger use case that we were always uh, thinking about. And this market conditions anyway, you know, actually gave us a good reason to, to make this jump quickly. Hello, this is Ryan here. Real quick, if you are enjoying this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a comment or review. If you want more help or just want to learn more about what the top SaaS CEOs and founders are doing, check out my website at www.ryanstaley.io. Join my newsletter, check out other free content resources I have there, and let me know if you want to scale your business. Now back to the episode. All right, Robbie. So just shifting gears a little bit, one of the things that I was thinking about is you had a highly successful startup in India. And so this is your second time around. And uh, there's massive, massive value in going down this road before. So what would you say is like your single best strategy um, or learning that you had from, from going down this road before in terms of growing your startup now? Yeah, that's a good question. And uh, I I try to think of this in a more fundamental philosophical way uh, versus, you know, 
you just build a product and you grow your company. <laughs> so for me, uh, what I have learned is the most important thing is um, the team, right? So the ability to build a team and especially the team that you enjoy working with is very, very important. Um, and I'm lucky to basically work with two of my other best college friends, right? So so we have known each other for like oh, nice. last 20 years. Um, so three of the four co-founders are, we are from the same college. Uh, and we have been discussing about starting companies right from the college days, right? So, so there's a lot of that. Uh, so we enjoy working with each other almost every day, right? And when you have that kind of, uh, you know, uh, camaraderie, then the best thing is, you know, most of the times, you know, startups are really, really hard, right? So then you just talk to each other, you enjoy that moment and you're like, this will also pass, right? And and it eventually does. So so I think one is that, the other is uh, the more time you spend at it, you will eventually get lucky, right? Like most of us, you know, we have to get lucky to actually build something really, really big. Um, and one of the things that I have learned is uh, if you just keep at it, you know, the luck will eventually come your side and you will find something that that works for you, right? And eventually you will be successful. So that's how we try to think about it. Um, every day, it's just like one more step towards success, um, you know, taking small baby steps, uh, but also thinking radically, thinking, not thinking small, right? So thinking and, and all of that should be pretty big, but but you have to take small steps towards that ultimate vision, right? And you then hope that, you know, somewhere along the line, the luck will also play its part. Okay. Well, that's awesome on the, the team side. And I think that's, that's sage advice. So I guess like, how, and I didn't even ask you this, but like, how long did you build the product before you got funding? Um, so, uh, you know, we were, um, we were always kind of, building and raising initially because um you know when you when you actually come out of a startup if i did this startup in my uh, in india itself i would have raised you know a seed funding very easily right but because i was doing fresh in a new country you know i had to do it like very very basic like okay raised $50,000 angel money then you know $100,000 angel money um, then we went into Boost VC Accelerator. And while we were doing this, we were experimenting, right? So we're trying to just survive. Uh, and then our first actual pre-seed round was done by Bloomberg Beta in, uh, in early 2017. Um, and then we did another seed round. Uh, and then we did uh, Series A. Okay, gotcha. So quite a path for that. Uh, and what would you say, like, looking forward, like, where is your, I know you talked about your grand vision and, and how you see this being like a way for, for folks to systemize almost like building rapport across the enterprise. Like what's, what's your vision for the company five, 10 years from now? I think uh, what we are building um, can actually be like a trillion dollar opportunity because uh, that's the holy, holy grail, right? Like eventually everyone wants to build great relationships. It's very hard. So uh, only few people can do it. What if using AI and that could be, you know, the best potential use of AI, right? Like what if AI actually helps human build better relationships and rapport, right? And and that is a big vision. And I think, uh, you know, starting this like early next year, we, we are, uh, uh, you know, actually starting that journey. So in next five to 10 years, we see 
that unfolding where eventually uh, businesses are trusting AI to to manage and and lead their relationship building, which can be pretty amazing if that that happens. Yeah, I would definitely say so. Uh, so let's flip it on the other side, I guess, like, what do you think is the biggest danger with AI? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so it's funny, actually, um, when we were trying out chat GPT, right? Um, we were trying a lot of, co- everyone is trying different questions, right? So, so we asked uh, chat GPT, like, um, how do you use AI to build repo, right? And the answer it gave is basically what we are trying to build. So I was like really, really surprised by that answer that uh, we are actually thinking in, in in alignment with the AI, but but also the fact that what we are trying to build hasn't been built until now. And still AI kind of had the answer, right? So I think the terrifying thing can be that um, that it knows a lot about the future of humanity <laughs> uh, then we we believe it could right and, and chat gpt is still they call it like very early versions of you know general um, the artificial general intelligence right agi so um so even at this stage it's able to kind of create such amazing responses which actually is like peeking into the future so kind of feels like AI is already looking into the future, right? And that is like, I think it feels scary. Yeah, I think that makes sense. So what was the exact question you asked it again? Like how to build a relation, how to leverage AI to build a relationship? Is that what yeah. you're saying? For businesses, right? Like For businesses, okay. Yeah. How can businesses uh, use AI to build better rapport or, or relationships? Oh, right? rapport. Okay, okay, okay. okay. And, and then it was able to answer answer the question in a way in which we are thinking and building the product. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, So very, very unique. Yeah. I mean, like it's weird. Like I've thought about that a lot lately too. And of course, like the job of the media is to like shock you. So you pay attention. Right. But you hear all these things about the singularity and and eventually, what is it by 2030 that AI have surpassed our knowledge. And so then you hear about these autonomous bots that can integrate with AI. And then so it's like you think of the whole like Skynet uh, kind of scenario, right, where yep. basically the robots take over the world. At least that crossed my mind as, as far fetched as it is. Right. Um, it's with great power comes great responsibility. You know what I mean? So I, that's why I was curious on your angle or your your perspective of it, because it's something that's amazing in, in many ways. It's just we need to be very, very careful, I think, because. Yeah. Uh, assumptions that we have that are yeah yeah and think about it right uh, before uh, open ai came and then you know uh, google also had a lot of interesting stuff right uh, with go and and other games that they they made um, before all of this happened we were thinking linearly right even even 10x linear of what we were thinking was okay uh, we could automate a lot of stuff with machines so you know uh, humans can will still be doing the creative work right and then AI took a leap and within like two to three years, we now have AI that is actually doing the creative work, which is like painting and art and, and writing copy. And so it took the leap, which we never thought it would. And now suddenly the job of coders are still is still there, but the job of creative people is at stake, right? 
mm-hmm. and and no one actually thought about it. So similarly, um, from this point, we we might think that AI will do this and this and this in next five years, but then it starts suddenly starts doing something which maybe started creating companies, right? And then we are like, oh my god, even entrepreneur's job is not safe, right? So that is that is actually scary. I mean, if that happens, yeah, no, it's it's really. So, um, but to, and on a, on a positive note, what, what do you think is bright uh, coming in the future, the next three to five years in the, in the future of tech? I think this, this yeah, of course, um, uh, coming from our example, I think this AI is pretty um, uh, cool. But, but I think businesses should still think about creating moats. Um, uh, I was listening to this podcast, like All In Podcast by, uh, again, like uh, uh, Jason and uh, Chamath actually said a very interesting thing. He said, like, because AI will become available to everyone, uh, what is most important is the data, like who actually has the data, right? And whoever has the data will be able to leverage AI then to create very interesting and powerful solutions. Um, so I believe the businesses should start thinking in terms of modes. Like, for example, um, you know, in our case, one of the mode is also the, the whole backend operations powered by our own AI end of the day you have to send lunch to someone you have to create an experience so we as a company wants to own these relationships on your behalf right more like a ritz carlton kind of experience uh, and we believe that those kind of products would create moat and moat is very important in this age because everything else is like easily copyable and you know people could just kill businesses very easily with with, with ai yeah makes a lot of sense man well Fascinating conversation. Uh, sorry, we had the technical issue. However, where can people find you? Where can they find more about EvaBot? And then we'll take it from there. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and LinkedIn both. Uh, Twitter, it's Rabi underscore Eva. Uh, and uh, LinkedIn, just my name, Rabi Gupta. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the website is evabot.com. Um, and if you're interested in any of the interesting stuff we are doing, <laughs> Yeah, just sign up. Awesome, man. Well, it was a fantastic conversation. Love what you guys are doing. Super unique and and great perspective. So thanks for being on the show, Robbie. Thank you, Ryan, for having me. All right, it was a pleasure. We'll see you all on the next episode. Thank you for checking out The Scale Up Show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering in revenue growth so they can flip it and create a life of their own design. So if you enjoyed this show, please like, review, share it on social, and more importantly, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think could learn and benefit from what you heard on today. But the more we get the message out, the more people we could help, the bigger the impact we make, and the bigger the community gets, which helps everybody. So once again, thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.